Welcome back, agents. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast comfortably from your own phone or computer. You can also record with friends or on your own. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so you can have your show heard on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need to make your own podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now, let's get on with the episode. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to the Fangirl Files podcast. I'm Madison, and unfortunately, Sabrina isn't here today. Um, she sort of needed some mental mental time to herself, and she needed me to host. But today, with me, I have the lovely... Uh, can I say your full name? Yeah, just first. I have the lovely Kaylee. Um, do you want to <laughs> introduce yourself? Um, hi. I'm Kaylee, and I'm an anime fan. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I need your deepest, darkest secrets, but no I'm kidding. Um. No, you're a dog. They don't need to know. Um, so, yes. um, just randomly out of the blue, somebody emailed me going, "I need you to be in my podcast." Okay. Yeah, she's a random stranger that I found on the streets. Um, She was very willing to jump into this podcast. Yeah, I still expect my paycheck. Uh, You're not getting paid. Oh, well then. (laughs) This is a capitalist society. Why am I here? Because I want you to be here. You're here for credit to put on your resume that you were on an episode of the Fangirl Files podcast. That does nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. What are you talking about? Sweats nervously. Um, (laughs) Anyway, jokes aside, uh, she's not a total stranger, shockingly enough. Uh, I've known... Yeah. (laughs) Yay! I've known (laughs) Kaylee for like, uh, what is it, five or six years now? I actually think it's been seven. It's been seven? I think. We met like sophomore year of high school. We're still a little like foggy on like... Where when we started, I can't even remember what friends. I had for breakfast this morning. So, yeah. That's... Anyway, so we're today. Today, we're gonna talk about anime. Um, mm-hmm. if you couldn't tell, because this bitch on the other end introduced me to anime. Um, oh hell yeah! <laughs> yes, and I'm gonna get into the story. Uh, it was around. <laughs> it was a gray. It was a cloudy day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, um, it was around sophomore year that you came up to me and you were like, uh, you were like, you should read these mangas. You should read Death Note. And I was mm-hmm. like completely new. I don't even think I'd heard of anime at the time um, or mangas. So I was like, what, what, why? And so I like <laughs> took the books and I started reading them and they were like really, really good. Right. Yeah. And you and- kept borrowing them and wouldn't give me back until I pried them from your hand so I bought you the whole set of what was it 12 books I can't remember I got her the special edition because I wanted to give her the extra like the the tidbit uh, book that had it at the end I can't remember what it's called it's not even in my room right now but yeah (laughs) i remember you gave me that and i was like what i was like kaylee i'm not into anime as much as you think i am Uh 
Uh-huh. Yeah. You want to tell me that now? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you were like, you have to watch, you have to like read the mangas. And then here's where you stop reading the mangas and watch the series. And, I, and like, you were giving me all these instructions and I was just like, I, at the time I remember thinking like, this is weird, dude. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> It takes it takes a lot to get into anime. And I'm I'm a newbie, so like obviously Kaylee has her I told you so moment because Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. every day. And now I'm into anime and I've been watching anime religiously for the past year. Uh-huh. I haven't watched anything else uh-huh. other than anime. You know, before this recording, we were talking about what type of animes and I asked her, you know, the classic like Full Metal Alchemist, uh <laughs> It's been a year <laughs> I need time to watch it. <laughs> I do too, but at least I watch a little bit. Oh, you've been a fan of anime for much longer than me. Okay, you get into your experiences. Come on, tell me about okay, your experiences. Okay, well, with I anime. started it freshman year of high school. Oh. And I did it because, you know, our band, well, you knew her in band. Was it band or orchestra? Oh, she was in orchestra. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, she introduced me to anime. Oh, my God, that was a rabbit hole. But when my dad found out, I was thinking about getting into anime or like anime yeah anime my dad recommended me reading mangas instead so i mm. picked up my first one was death note and i couldn't go back <laughs> it was too good <laughs> i couldn't put the book down i actually think i finished the whole entire book and manga within a month the thing about manga is like once you start reading them and you get hooked, like you go through them really fast. Like I uh-huh. read the first volume of Tokyo Ghoul and I finished it within like 30 minutes. And I was like, I need the next volume. Nice. Yeah, that's usually what happens to me. I was reading, uh, well, it used to be called Witch Hunters, but now it's called Witch Busters. I haven't been able to buy the new editions. And I think actually COVID probably messed it up too. Mm. But uh, that series... Like the day I bought it, it was thick book. Like I would get the thick, f- yeah, like with three C's thick. <laughs> and uh, it would have so technically mangas are not all of them, but some mangas are like those small little books, and you have to kind of buy multiple of those. This yeah. one had it where like two or three of those were in one big book. Oh, and I would read that in a day, and I would remember the whole entire thing. <laughs> That's how good and how addicted I was to anime and manga. And I would even like reread it multiple times too. But I get picking it up, finishing it, and wanting more because you can't, it, there's no end. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's just so many good, like, I'm on Instagram and I'm looking through like reels with animes, and there are so many like, and there are so many classics that I haven't even gotten into. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, the rabbit hole is vast and it's expansive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I don't. But I remember, um, going off of what you said, I remember walking into, like, your room when I went over to your house. And I was like, oh, no. This, she's got, like, figurines. Uh-huh. She has, like, a whole entire bookshelf filled with, like, I think the Witch Busters in particular. Like, One all those shelf. volumes. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, she's a, she's a weeaboo. Yeah, yeah. And I admit it. And now you're also a weeaboo. So, yeah. I think there's another term for it, though. Isn't it like... I don't know. Because weeaboo isn't... 
isn't that term supposed to be like people who are obsessed with like Japanese culture? Probably. Which actually all honesty is me. <laughs> Alright, we should probably get to the list. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it's time to transition to the list. Yeah. Alright. So we're gonna talk about Death Note first. It's it's both of our uh initial interactions with anime mm-hmm. or manga um, um hold on i want to state spoiler alerts probably for almost everything we're going to talk about oh yeah i'm going to put like a list in the description so death note would you think of it <laughs> no obviously i love death note okay um it's death note is just Mwah. It's just chef's kiss. Like Light Light Yagami is a fantastic f-ing villain. Like, mm-hmm. and he is like the perfect person for literally like the entire message of Death Note. Like to me, I've talked about this before on like other episodes, but Death Note is very much so about how like one person should not have all of the power, and one person shouldn't you know decide what justice is and what justice looks like and Mm -hmm. so like by putting like light yagami in that role as a villain i'm showing that he's like super intelligent he's super capable like he's everything that like you know everyone wants but he has like that massive god complex is such a like great way to deliver that because it shows like you know it justice is like based on i guess like a whole like populist sort of understanding rather than like an individualistic one Mm mm-hmm I agree, but only halfway through the series. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, can... I won't lie. I do not count anything else after L dies. Okay? So, oh, personally, okay. personally, I think L is the best character. Yeah, uh, Light Yagami is my second favorite character. Uh, L is my first. And I don't like how they just automatically replaced him. Um, yeah, I have some theories. We're going to get into that because me and Kaylee talk uh-oh. about this like all the time. But like, yeah, obviously, like it's it's showing like powers like going to corrupt light, you know, like cause he starts out mm-hmm. as like an innocent sort of character. Like when he finds like the death note, he's all like, is it OK to kill? And then at the end, he's like, I don't care. I'm going to kill like everyone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though I did argue with uh because my dad also watched it. So him and I still talk about it too. Because it's his favorite as well. And I said, I understand why they had Light go insane at the end. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be smart. And I understand like you kind of get drunk on power. But at the same yeah. time, he would always make a plan. Just in case. Like an always plan B. He would always try to find a way. Just in case if he gets caught in a corner. And yeah. he, it, it, it kind of boggled my mind that he didn't. And like I said, I kind of get it if he kind of forgot, especially, you know, being drunk on power. But at the same time, it's, it's not characteristic of him. Yeah. I he think, would take every precaution. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there. I thought the ending was a bit unsatisfactory. Um, and I, you know, I think it was sort of building like the fact that he did have this huge God complex and he was becoming more and more corrupt. I think in a way that, that, that basically took over a lot of his judgment and Mm -hmm. he no longer was sound enough to sort of make the same decisions that he did beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, I think, I wish he went out in more of a grand sort of way, if that makes sense. I don't know if you agree with that, but it, I agree with you there. Yeah. Like I said, the series in general is really good. I yeah. like the strategic thinking, but the humor in the middle. I like some of the fan <laughs> I love the graphics, especially in the anime. The yeah. 
oh, the music is my favorite. Though theme, like opening theme song-wise, the second season is my favorite, the heavy metal one, because it actually gets you pumped up. It gets you wanting more. It gets you ready for, like, the intense action that can happen. The first one just kind of makes me want to fall asleep. You're going to hate me, but I skipped the intros, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if I keep talking to you now. I went straight into it because I was like, so I stopped reading. I I read the mangas up until Elle died in like high school, Mm -hmm. and then I actually finished it by watching the mangas because I was so mad when Elle died, and I didn't understand why they replaced him with Nier so quickly, but I'll get into my theory for that. Yeah, I just wanted to get into it because I was like, I want to know what happens. Because mm-hmm. I knew I knew Light was going to die, but I didn't know how. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't fully satisfactory, but I kind of get it because, you know, human behavior, but at the same time, oh my god, <laughs> come on. Yeah, it felt, yeah. I felt like After I was Elle died, it was like, ugh. But here's, here's, here's my theory, though. My theory I- is that shut up no go ahead (laughs) so my theory on why like l did not solve the case over why near solved it more so than l is i think like l had some sort of he he's been like alone his entire life right and he's a Mm -hmm. genius and he feels like nobody else can really relate to him and so when light came along and sort of provided that for him like you see him throughout the series say like i consider you to be a friend or like you know he's my equal and things like that Mm -hmm. so i think in a way, he was attached to Light, and he didn't want Light to be Kira, even though he stated in the, um, even though he stated in one episode, like, I wish you were. I think in a way, like, what Elle was looking for was a friend, and he saw that in Light, and that clouded a lot of his judgment and prevented him from um, figuring out, you know, putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mir who comes in, and he has no attachment to the case. A lot of the fans, I think, would describe him as a bit sociopathic in a way. I've seen some people make that analysis, but mm-hmm. because he doesn't have attachment to light, he's able to solve that. Yeah, and he doesn't care as much uh, yeah. about, like you said, light compared to L did because he physically, you know, was there. He, he never had a friend, but... Yeah, at that moment, it felt like you probably did, and I always found it weird how L was kind of surprised when he died. But at the same time, like you can kind of see that he kind of knew that he was gonna die. Yeah. So I think he secretly knew the whole time. Like maybe like halfway through the investigation, he's like, "Oh yeah, it is you," but I don't want to, you know, rat you out just yet because I am enjoying your company i am enjoying you know this yeah um yeah and i think he wanted to confirm because he needed like some sort of solid evidence to put in front of like a court system and be like the light yagami is kira um Mm -hmm. and but i can definitely see like that he did enjoy like the cat and mouse game and he enjoyed the fact that he had like an equal yeah exactly or uh so you introduced me to Orin High School Host Club. I did. Uh, you introduced me to a lot of the shows on this list. Oh, yeah. But it is just, I didn't think I would like it because it's like a very sort of like flowery and like mm-hmm. a bit, I don't want to say girly sort of show. It's but kind it's of like, very... a, it felt like a childish type show where like, 
Yeah. Um, there was a lot of those, like, you know, animation or, like, cartoonish type sounds. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but... Very yeah. feminine men, in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with feminine men, though. No, Just but the, the show... The show's great. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. The show... So you told me that it was like satire of how animes usually are, and then after that, I was like, "This is funny!" Yeah. Like I was laughing so hard at Warren High School Host Club. I, oh my god, it's basically it's- a show that knows, like, knows itself and is kind of making fun of itself halfway through it, and like yeah. it points out the obvious and it it makes fun of its own characters, and yeah, <laughs> that's basically why I love it because it knows it's kind of a joke. And it knows it's yeah. comedy, so it's trying to make the best of it type thing. Sometimes yeah. it's very extra, but sometimes it's great. <laughs> yeah. Kyoya, Kyoya in particular, like the scene where he's trying to sleep and they like wake him up and he's got like that cranky look across his face. That mm-hmm. made me laugh so hard. I feel like that's just so relatable. We all have that like one person in our lives that we're like, you can't wake <laughs> them up or they're going to slaughter you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of relate it to yeah just waking up like nope nope yeah the death glare mm-hmm. uh and what's his name i always get it wrong i get him mixed up with maury but what's the blonde dude's name is it tom tamaki yeah, i love him it's tamaki he's he's such a he's a himbo he's a him <laughs> I saw I saw something the other day that was like talking about the spectrum of like himbo, bimbo, and then they put like there's himbim, which is where they're like they're kind of like the male versions of bimbos to where they're really feminine and stupid. And they put Tamaki there. And I was like, that's such a good way to describe him. He's so over dramatic. <laughs> he's like a he's a special kind of stupid. He is, and his relationship with Kyoya makes me laugh so hard because he's like, um, when he's like, when Tamaki was like, "Mommy" or, or "Daddy," and no, it was mommy. So good. it was mommy, and Kyoya's like, "I guess that's me." Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was mommy. I can't. I can't. I think it was Bobby. I think he was saying he was Bobby because Tamaki right was like, um, he thought he was Haruhi's uh, father. Oh yeah, he yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. Play that role, and then he actually met her real father. <laughs> that was something special. Yeah, <laughs> there is a couple shows I do still recommend for you. It's Assassination Classroom. That one is awesome. It's basically this alien that is threatening to destroy the world. And he has one condition that he would help explain how not to destroy a world or something like that. I can't fully remember what the rules were, but he has yeah. to be allowed to be able to teach a class. So, <laughs> yeah. So he becomes a sensei. <laughs> and all oh, no. of these FBI-like people start just joining the, <laughs> the school. So, like, their PE teacher used to be, like, a federal agent. <laughs> they're, they're, uh... I don't want to explain too much because I still want you to watch it. Yeah. For the viewers, though. Yeah. um, The students there. So basically the first episode, the FBI agent that is their PE teacher comes in. This is like the first day they started class. And Mm -hmm. he said, you will get like millions of dollars if you kill this teacher. 
And oh even and even the teacher himself began to show that like you know bullets can't hurt him, but rubber can or something like some sort of like uh object that you wouldn't think would actually hurt somebody can actually yeah. hurt him. But they give them all the weapons and even grenades and stuff, and they start teaching these kids oh, how to become assassins. But yeah. it's mostly like a comedy type thing now and then, and it's so awesome. And the teacher even like kind of threatened the students first episode, and I was dying because he like he can run super fast, like he can run from you know the U.S. all the way to Japan back to the U.S. like in two seconds. Um, yeah, that type of fast, uh, a flash, basically, but in alien form, and he can fly too. Um, He's creepy. Is he like the smiley face dude? Yeah, he's awesome. I actually love him. Um, he's, I think him, uh, two of the students, I don't remember their names because like I said, it's been a while since I've seen any anime recently. I've been too busy studying. Uh, there's mm. a blue hair dude, like student, who kind of looks a little feminine. And there is a red hair dude and he kind of looks like, like the evil looking kid type thing. Um, is his name Karma, the redhead dude? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love their other teacher that they call Bitch Sama. <laughs> I, oh my god. They literally call teacher Bitch Sama. In all honesty, in the beginning, I was like, that's mean. But then as I got to learn about the teacher, I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you what do you enjoy about it? <sighs> What's your favorite thing? Well, um, you already know this, but I love the chaotic stuff in anime, so I love <laughs> I love She is chaos personified, <laughs> but continue. Oh duh. I just told somebody if they invite me to like their Minecraft server, don't give me TNT. I'm just giving you a pre Oh, <laughs> We can't even talk about Minecraft because me and her share like a Minecraft server, right? And <clears throat> she literally every time we see a village, she's like, Can I kill everyone and burn the village down? And I'm like, oh, Why on. is that your first reaction to seeing a village full of people? What else are you They're supposed to real? do? Trade with them? My God, oh, you're not even gonna God. see them the next day. <laughs> Oh my god. Why would you want to live in a village where you can make your own castle and just, you know, like, murder and, like, burn oh everything in your path? Why? Why not? <laughs> but I don't understand. I, sometimes I don't either, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, the other reason I love it, one, it's also kind of a show that makes fun of itself, too. Like, it, it knows. I like kind of the darker humor. I like the gory stuff. And this one kind of fits the book, Bill, and most of that, those areas. Um, so it's like the perfect combination for you, like the, the oh darkness yeah. with like humor added in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I said I, I, I actually think you would love that show. I'm, I'm dead. Everything, <laughs> everything you recommend to me, I love. So I'm adding it to my list. No, this one. So this is like top five. Like, Death Note is number one. I think that would be, like, number two. That's mm -hmm. how much I really liked that show. And I even started watching the manga. Most of the time... Watching the manga. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but uh, I was reading the, an or reading the manga. <laughs> and I couldn't get the copies 
in my local library that's how i or yeah local library or like my local barnes or noble that's that's yeah. how i get my anime period or amazon but at that time i couldn't find over or assassination classroom mangas that were english so i actually just went on like another website to read it and i went past the, like the i've only seen the season one and i went past season one and I was hooked. Like, the manga's awesome. <laughs> hmm. They even have... No, that's Overlord. Never mind. Well, that's another one I think you should watch, too. <laughs> I've seen Overlord. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. You had issues you with this one. Together. You had issues with this one. I did. And I'm um, not happy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna freaking fight me. So oh, Overlord, um, I don't get me wrong. I like I love Overlord, right? And I like the characters are phenomenal. I love uh, the way that they interact with each other and the world building. Just the fact that you're it's someone who gets like stuck in a video game and is like trying to take over the entire like is it the entire world? Quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote world, but it's more that realm per se. I'll I'll explain it when you finish your rant and I can rant back at you. I know you're gonna rant back at me because we've talked about this before, but like mm-hmm. um my only problem with Overlord is these characters are really overpowered to the point where they don't really face a lot of obstacles and they don't really face a lot of struggles. Like when they get into certain battles with other people, usually you know that they're going to win and that they're not going to face any massive loss because like Ons is such a powerful being and uh, he has all these other like NPCs that are just as like strong as he is. Um, and he always has something up his sleeve too. Like there's always something that he can use to get out of the situation. And so I would have liked to see them lose more than they did so that the plot would feel more like it would raise the stakes of the plot. If that makes sense. She sits on a throne of lies. Don't listen to her. She's just speaking nonsense. She doesn't know what she's saying. Me wrong. I'm wrong. There's multiple. I think there's four series now. There's like, I've seen three seasons. I think the fourth one's coming out. It's been a little bit, but I kept rewatching the ones that were out at that time. Yeah. Okay. I will admit there is one thing I don't like about that show. I don't like how they're making, uh oh, uh, what's her name? Albedo? Yeah, Albedo. I don't like how, like, I get that he accidentally programmed her to be like that, but I still don't like how how they how she's like shown as like a woman that she's like all fawning and like trying to jump him and you know all that stuff yeah she's Um, very sexualized yeah um but okay like like i said half of me gets it because she's supposed to be like a succubus type thing and the other half of me gets it because he was just messing around thinking that the server was going to close and just wanted to be funny but still you know i feel like she maybe she should have like a little bit more free will yeah I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of anime in general can come off as, like, misogynistic because, like, the women in that show are usually very, very, they're very submissive. Like, they're all very obedient and they all sort of follow some sort, most of them, I should say, follow some sort of, like, gender role. Like, for instance, I was watching Hunter Hunter the other day and they introduced... Ah, oh, God, what was her name? It was 
I'll, I'll figure out what her name is, but um, she basically was training Gon and Killua, and um, and she had this power to where she well, she wanted this power to where she could like massage people and do all this other stuff, and she wanted to look like this like really curvy like you know, sort of like thin character, like the traditional standards of beauty, but her actual power was like turning into like this huge muscular woman who could crush other people. And she was very insecure about that and hated that about like her nan abilities. And I was like, I, and then there's also the other character too, who I also forget her name as well, but she's the one that like wears like the cross necklace and she wears like a, a turtleneck. Um, her thing is like her nan ability is basically like vacuuming and i'm like why are all the women like given these abilities are being insecure about like being strong and being like i don't know anime just does not let women be one unconventionally attractive and it does not let women like just be badass all right editing madison here let's unpack this because i left out a lot of details in my character analysis and i don't think i really described what i was trying to say very well so let me preface this by stating Hunter Hunter is actually pretty good with its female representation, and I don't necessarily mean to call that anime out in particular. It's just the clearest in my head since I've recently watched it. And let me give credit where credit is due. Even though Biscuit was concerned about her Nen abilities and the fact that like she's this bodybuilder-type woman, she still played a vital role as Gon and Killua's mentor, and that was really influential to see because we don't have very many female characters that play that sort of role. Plus the fact that anime tends to combine femininity with strength, I love to see that because I don't think we have that enough in American media at least. That being said, what I meant to say is that some portrayals of women need improvement even when they are strong and badass. I've noticed that a lot of female characters in particular are either over-sexualized, concentrate on stereotypical tropes like their looks or their love interests, or pigeonholed into roles that are typically associated with femininity. And that's what I was trying to say with Albedo and Shaltier. They're both super powerful characters that have the potential to be great, yet they're reduced to these love interests that basically consistently fight each other for the attention from a man. And I've also noticed that a lot of male characters, particularly with the heroes, have more leeway to be conventionally unattractive, whereas a lot of the women need to be beautiful in every single way just to play a role in the show. And that's not necessarily limited to anime, but I wanted to bring that up and make my point clear since I didn't do a good job of that here. And in a lot of ways, I am a bit confused about where I stand with female representation, not just limited to anime. Um, you know, I don't want I don't want every female character to be like these big, strong warriors that sort of don, you know, armor and go out and fight. I don't think that's a good representation of who women are because not everyone is like that. But at the same time, you know, I think there needs to be some sort of variety and there needs to be the same complexity in female characters that we see with male characters. And we're getting there. We're getting there in anime and American media. But, um, you know, it. it I, in my opinion, we do need to make a few adjustments and improvements. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree that a good amount. Yeah. I have seen a couple, though, where the women are the strongest parlance in that anime and stuff, like, well, like for Guri. Yeah, for is. sure. Um, but I think anime in general is just very expressive. And that's kind of the point of anime or cartoons. They're just expressive so you can fully see their emotions 
even like even if it's unrealistic but behavior wise yeah i agree that you know they kind of not all the time but sometimes they push the the feminine like you know very very girly side like you said weak side type thing yeah um but i think uh for overlord they kind of made them strong and yeah i agree that they are overpowered which was the point because he was supposed to be known as this guild master who played almost every day like you know like he would do raids he would do quests he would do dungeons you know he basically like that was his life that game was his life yeah and when he got into it he already had all these things because he played every day for Mm -hmm. me that made sense because i play you know but i get when you play a game (laughs) so many times so many hours so many days you will get x y and z you know you will get more powerful than everyone else around you so i understood as we kept watching that he kept winning that's why i asked how many episodes or you know seasons i actually said series earlier um seasons you watched because as the show goes on you start to see more powerful players starting to yeah hear yeah because they're starting to hear about him they're starting to realize he exists and of course they're getting curious you know they want to kill him they want something from him and like that's why the series is slowly progressing i get that i get that he's very powerful and he's known for that my issue more so is i don't think he's challenged enough like it's fine that he's overpowered but it's like there are also going to be other people on there that are just as powerful as him and they even like set that up with i think it was the last season to where they had like that prince or that king or whatever and he is like he goes and he tries to defeat um Ons and Ons basically like annihilates him because he's able to find like this magical card or I forgot what it was but there were like those huge like uh the huge like black creatures with like the long legs and the very ugly like sort of faces like he just even though I don't mind that he's overpowered I just think he needs to be challenged a bit more and I see where you're going with your argument like maybe I should wait a little bit but like three seasons is a lot to watch him like annihilate his enemies over and over and over again like I need something to where I'm like is he gonna win you know what I mean I know but even he admitted that he doesn't care if he's the villain so Mm -hmm. you know how sometimes even villains in any show already appear with x y and z with power and maybe you're technically watching the villain continue on his spree not you know really get mm, no he did get a couple more items to get powerful but other than that he's you know he doesn't care and you're probably gonna see a loophole or a flaw or something along the lines appear that kind of makes sense to make him out as the bad guy for certain people or certain Mm. areas like i said i don't remember if you watched the whole thing because i don't want did you watch the whole thing yes i've watched it uh i've watched everything um okay do you remember uh the vampire chick now i'm forgetting her name Shaltier. i don't know how to pronounce it but Shaltier. um do you remember when she was under someone else's control yeah oh i forgot about that that was a huge challenge for him and yeah. that made him realize, hey, you're not the only one that has so much power. 
Mm-hmm. Like someone else had enough power to control one of your other characters and didn't even know yeah. they did that. That's why she was left there. And I think she was activated when Ainz active or interacted with her. Yeah, um, I remember that. Um, but he got really hurt and he had to use a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, see, that's a good example of where where I was interested and where I thought he was challenged enough, but I think there needs to be a bit more of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I do agree. And they don't always show him as much as I wish, but I do like how they show who's the giant blue diamond like dude. Oh, um, I, what's his name? He was the one that led the siege towards the lizard, uh, realm or lizard race, which I, huh? Yeah. Kokiotis? How do you pronounce it? It's like Kokitus. Kokitus? It's Kokitus, bitch. I don't know. Kostinos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just um, remember Demurig, um, but go on. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure if when I rewatched the anime, I'll remember being like, oh, yeah, I'm stupid. But... Uh, but yeah, I love when they show episodes of his, you know, underlings learning his underlings actually kind of being semi-human and not NPCs, you know, computer graphic one way thinking type characters. Yeah. Um, that I love. I, so my sister loves Sword Art Online. I personally don't like that, but this show, I like how they took the idea that sort of online kind of had, which is you're stuck in a game, but they made it as if it's an actual world. Like you're not in a virtual world. It seems like you're actually been teleported somewhere else. I don't know how to explain it, but it kind of gave it a different aspect to it per se. Yeah. And I, I like that again, like the world building was fantastic with overlord yeah. and the character interactions were pretty funny. Like I love the fact that, he he always makes me laugh because he asked to put on this like mask that he's like this great badass overlord when inside he's just like a really nerdy like kid yeah. who doesn't really know what he's doing. And then you have I think his dynamic with uh Demurig is so fucking funny because like <laughs> Demurig is like smarter than him in some ways and so he will suggest like the most tactically like brilliant stuff that Anz <laughs> could do and Anz is just like, Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying when nervously he's like, Oh my god, like he's so much smarter than I am and I love that. And I like how sometimes even like when Ainz is just like like, he was just flying, was it, like, above his city? He was, like, just saying yeah. out loud, yeah, it would be nice to have everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I always call him Mr. D. I always find that funny. But he was just next to him going, oh, oh, what a brilliant idea. And just, yeah. just, like, spouting a whole bunch of things that he's starting to praise Ainz for. And Ainz's like, that's not what I was thinking. What are you yeah. talking <laughs> But I like also how the series continues. You can kind of see the nerd and the skeleton-like character kind of merging. Like, he's not really feeling sympathy for certain people anymore. He's not really thinking a certain way as much anymore. You know? Like, he's actually becoming that character. Um, I like that, too. Like, the character development is phenomenal. It's, mm -hmm. It's just... Anime is just good at that in general. Um, yeah. I'm sure people can argue about that with TV series, but for me, I don't know. Like, they're more expressive. They're more 
compared to TV shows I've seen, I'm sure there's probably some I haven't that are like this, hmm. but they're animes are a little bit more down to earth. Yeah. But they're also, like I said, obviously I said more expressive, but they're also easier to make into fantasy or fiction or like yeah. anything, basically anything that you want. Mm. And it can be as whacked out as you want. And you can tell <laughs> by like the littlest expression on their face, you know what they're thinking. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And that like, um, I just love the fact that too, like, as you said, they can make it as crazy as possible. I've mm-hmm. never in my life seen a more interesting game of rock, paper, scissors than I did on Hunter Hunter. They will, anime will take like the smallest, simplest, dumbest concepts and turn it into like a whole entire like, like, drama basically oh, yeah. anime is just excellent and like i i definitely agree about the fantasy stuff too like uh it's just so creative like you'll hear the most outlandish concepts or like the most simplest concepts like for instance a boy like uh, finds like a, a no and all you have to do is like write their name and know their face and then it turns into like this whole cat and mouse game and this whole like mm-hmm. question of what is justice it's it's phenomenal yeah and it kind of makes you wonder like how did that idea start was it literally yeah. just does someone pick up a piece of paper and someone else just plays chess or is that like you know <laughs> is that how it started you know yeah but, uh but yeah no i agree with you and i won't lie well there's rock paper scissors in uh kakiguri that is kind of scary <laughs> but awesome um i've never been so intrigued with gambling until i watched that show yeah i even was studying uh before that i was studying uh texas hold'em now i study it even more doesn't mean i'm good but i started <laughs> yeah you've had a whole entire gambling phase um i still do we talking about that's true but not as much you would like send me you'd be like madison gamble with me and i'd be like what like i'm not <laughs> well i don't send I don't it too why. much anymore because you don't do it with me sure i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> it's virtual gambling and not real gambling. But go on. Why do you like, uh, how do you pronounce it? Kakegurui? Kakegurui? We're going to mispronounce it. I'm sorry. That's just going to happen. We're going to mispronounce names. We're going to mispronounce titles. Yeah. Just... We're fake weebs. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> she said it, not me. <laughs> All right, continue. But, uh, yeah, that anime i love it's just i don't want to explain it like you gotta watch that it's like like we talked about expressive but women in that one as well are more dominant women are seen a little bit more powerful women are seen as uh not just like you know like the you know those sugar baby type you yeah know, roles and etc like they are in control um some of them shouldn't be like you can kind of tell like oh you know kind of like with men like oh you know uh they're absorbing too much power they're getting drunk on that you know like but i also like how this girl just transfers and she's just gambling because she can she has absolutely no reason to do it she's absolutely you know like no history with anyone else and she's like yeah she's like i just want she's like i just like gambling and then she starts making it sexual. <laughs> My brain's like, what the hell? Yumiko is just, she's, she's crazy as f- but she's yes. just, you know, like she, 
you want to be on her good side. And when you are, you're like, um, I'm glad I'm on her team because holy mm-hmm. God, like mm-hmm. she's, she's the, she's the wild card in the deck. Mm-hmm. And even when she loses, she's still awesome. Yeah. Well, she'll handle it with just such confidence and such grace. And she'll be mm-hmm. like, I'm addicted to it. Like, uh-huh. oh my God, she's insane. I love her. Though the um, adaptation on Netflix, the uh, live action, have you seen that? I refuse <laughs> to watch live action anime because we didn't talk about this, but with Death Note, like I, I saw can't. snippets nope. of that clip and I was like, how do you take something so popular and so good and be like, we're going to completely ruin everything about it? Because L, not L, Light was like, sad boy he wasn't like this like oh i'm not gonna get into it that's too much to handle yeah but personally for me any live adaptation of any anime is horrible i heard i heard the attack on titan adaptation is horrible i saw commercials for the death note one and when people began to tell me what it's about because they watched it um including like Kristen, i was like no i can't watch that Mm -mm, nope yeah and then uh, there's an Oran High School Host Club adaptation. I watched one episode and was like, uh-uh, nope. <laughs> it just, I don't know why, but I think anime should just be left into cartoons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Or at least that animated style. I don't want to call it cartoons, but. I know what you mean. And I do agree with that. There are a couple Japanese shows I do like, but they're not anime based. Mm-hmm. I I do agree. Maybe it's just better left alone with animations and like that type of art style because everyone sees the character everyone mentally has this uh expectation of said thing and if you don't follow it it's not gonna be good yeah and i think sometimes like when you make the real life transition it just takes a lot of the fun and expressiveness out of Mm -hmm. the characters in general it just for some reason it just doesn't translate that well yeah, and it's kind of like, um, you know, our cartoons here, like with Batman or like Superman or like any Marvel type stuff, too. Um, mm. The only thing I can think of recently is Batman. I enjoyed the cartoon more than, okay, Dark Knight, you can argue with me. Like, I like that, too. But I like cartoon Batman because it's a little darker. It can show certain things that live action probably can't. Not all the time, but you know yeah. like uh spoiler for this one it was actually spoiled for me <laughs> um that one of the robins died and it showed that scene but in cartoon form and you could feel the tension because of uh the surroundings the you know the dangerous stuff around him that you probably can't have on set you know the voice acting like just hearing how they talk is probably all you need to under like kind of feel that situation and that tension and stuff and of course the explosion but (laughs) yeah people can argue with me (laughs) i definitely agree with you on that though not necessarily for superhero content i feel like superhero content like dc sucks what we've already (laughs) talked about that on this podcast time time out I do like the Dark Knight series. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I love that too. And I love um, the very first Wonder Woman movie. The other yeah. one, it's okay. Personally, for me, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But 
But yeah, continue. I, I, you're definitely right about anime. I think since anime is very outlandish and very like fantastical, mm-hmm. it's really hard to, as you said, translate that to live action just because there's a lot of limitations with what you can do with real people that you don't have with like characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's exactly. let's let's get back on track here. Uh, I think my only problem, like. The characters do have a lot of like autonomy, autonomy, especially the female characters. Um, mm-hmm. And they, I really love how complex they are, and that they're not like degraded in a lot of ways that some of the other animes that I've watched do that to women. Like, my only problem is that it still sort of sexualizes them in a lot of ways. Like, you'll get so many skirt yeah. shots, or you'll see Yumiko basically getting really turned on by gambling and i'm not saying like take that out but it's just like i want a show that doesn't you know where Mm -hmm. female characters aren't looked at in that way or aren't shown in that way they can be powerful and i'm glad that they're powerful don't get me wrong but um just the whole sexualization just it doesn't sit well with me yeah no i get it but i get also why uh i don't want to put into words I don't agree with the sex, you know, like showing certain shots and et cetera. But yeah. I get that they're trying to show how excited she gets when she gambles, right? Like you're, yeah. you actually understand. Oh, that's she's how addicted. crazy. Yeah, she. That's how crazy she is. Yeah, and um, and any any this for me goes with anything books movies etc anytime there's a complex character that isn't one-minded sim- you know like a just 2d character i love you know yeah just anything like that yeah and i enjoyed the complexity of the kakigurui characters as well because um i really liked kirari's character and i you know, she sort of has the same motivation that Yumiko does where she does gambling for like the thrill of it and everything. But a lot of the time she seemed a bit more unpredictable. Like with Yumiko, I could be like, okay, well, I didn't know what she was going to do and what her next move would be, but she tended, her reactions tended to be what I expected. But when Kirari was on the screen, I was sort of like, what is she planning next? Because a lot of Kirari's motivations you know she likes the thrill but she's also very bored um and i think in a lot of ways that boredom pushes her to do some extreme things that where she doesn't necessarily care about other people she just cares about gambling um and i don't know she's just fascinating um in a very strange sort of way she uh she's illogical a lot of the again a lot of the decisions she makes i'm always questioning but she's also very scientific and very curious and motivated by a desire to cause chaos within systems and you know i really liked um her contrast with um sayaka there's there seems to be a relationship between kiari kirari and um the other chick uh, was really refreshing to see because um, even though it seems like it's a bit of a toxic relationship between them two where like uh, what's her name? It seems like there's a toxic relationship between the two because in a lot of ways like Kirari has the power and Kirari seems like she's disinterested in this other woman but you know the other woman will do like anything to be with her like they had that whole episode to where um, Yumiko challenged 
<sighs> the girl and and the girl had to try to beat Yumiko in order to win like Kirari's affection and things like that. And then they had that scene to where she had to like jump out of the tower, but she ended up landing on like some sort of mattress um, with Kirari. And that was cute to me. Cause I was like, Oh, they're lovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I did like that part too. Do you have um, any, I, I wanted to talk about Yuri on I, so... Oh, I'm so going to make fun of you the whole three time. I, okay, but Yuri on Ice is, like, it's so cute. It's just, I, just, <laughs> the right, okay. Usually what the representation for, like, male-male pairings within um within anime is, like, you have that you have the very like dominant, like clearly um, the one in control of the situation. Then you have like a very submissive dude who a lot of the times is like, am I gay? And is like panicking about and trying to say like, no, I'm not gay, even though they've like, you know, done all that sort of stuff. And it's a very like aggressive sort of thing to where the guy tends to like take control of the dominant in this case will take control of the submissive and be very like violent and rapey with them. And I don't think it's a very healthy representation of the LGBTQ plus community, especially because a lot of those portrayals in general are, it's just the majority of like MLM, um, not the pyramid schemes, but (laughs) like the MLM subgenre. And (laughs) Yuri on Ice is just really groundbreaking to me because it's showing that this affection between men is okay and it doesn't have to be this sort of rapey, violent sort of situation because in a lot of ways that stigma has harmed the LGBTQ plus community to make gay men their relationships sort of seem that way. It's very much so like Victor loves Yuri and Yuri loves Victor. And it's a pure, it's a pure thing to where they both want the best for each other and they both will be there for each other to the very end. And like, you know, Victor, he doesn't really seem to force himself a lot on Yuri. I mean, in the beginning, like it was kind of a bit sus, I would say, cause he, he comes to the hot springs and he's like naked. And then that you have that scene where they're in like the room where they have all the boxes and you're and Victor sort of like touches Yuri's face and stuff. And he's like, uh, Ooh, like <laughs> trying to be all seductive. And Yuri's like, what the, f-? but like, <laughs> In a lot of ways, like, Yuri had to become comfortable with Victor, and they had sort of that conversation at the beach to where it was like, do you want me to be your boyfriend? And Yuri's like, I just want you to be you. And It's wholesome. It's so wholesome. I love it. I don't remember any of that. You don't. You need to rewatch Yuri on Ice. Yuri well, on Ice. I need to rewatch a lot of things, but I do remember the... All I remember was a lot of people shipping them so i thought it was one of those like kind of like the black butler thing where you're like oh they're not actually a couple but so many people are shipping them you know no they are clearly a couple like they have that whole entire kiss scene on the ice to where (laughs) uh yuri is like successful about the ice skating um he has like a successful routine that happens and so he like skates off to victor who's waiting um like at the I, I'm not familiar with ice skating terms, but like they both share like a massive kiss and it's not like a big deal to where the media blows it out of proportion. It's very much so like, oh, it happened and it's just a romantic relationship. There's nothing different about their relationship. Are you good? 
<laughs> me? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing different about their relationship um, from a normal, like, heterosexual one. I don't remember that at all. I, I, I love Yuri on Ice. You need to rewatch it. <laughs> I, I guess I do. I think a lot of the reasons why, like, it's so groundbreaking, too, is the fact that they show a lot of their relationship as well. Because a lot of media currently is, like, they'll imply that a character is gay without actually having to show it on screen. Or um, they'll just, the they will do a lot of queer baiting with it. And a lot of the times how that why companies do that is because they want to excuse me they want to seem woke in a way and they want to maintain their lgbtq plus audience but um they don't want to lose their homophobic conservative audience mm-hmm. and so like seeing their kiss happen on screen i was like yes <laughs> you confirm that they're gay and that they're in a relationship and that it's healthy i love to see it and it's not a big deal it's not uh, it's wonderful you sound like me but with death note <laughs> I love Yuri on Ice. I think Yuri on Ice is my favorite anime of all time. For now, but... <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm ready for Ice Adolescence. I probably would need to... Well, I have a long list anyway to rewatch a whole bunch of stuff. You never watch Kokias. No, it's on my list, though. I really think you would like that. I I watched the first episode, and the main character, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> He's like, he's just, he's something. I he's love like, him. Ironically, like, I found out he's the same personality type that I am. And so I'm like, in a way, I'm just like cringing, I guess. I, so in Code Geass, or at least the main character there, his name is Lelouch V. Batania. How do I remember that? I don't know. But I even <laughs> remember his full last name. That's his royal name or something like that. Yeah. And they always compare him to Light and they debate who's the smartest one. They're both INTJ, so I feel like that's bound to happen. Basically. But I really like that kind of, like, debate. Like, you know, what's, uh, which character's the smartest? Which one would actually have worked with the Death Note? Which one would have actually, you know, conquered the world if they knew the outcome? Blah, blah, blah. And I really like the complex characters and, you know, story-wise. There was, I'm not going to say it fully because you haven't seen it and I want you to see that part. I think halfway through the season, I mean, I got, I understood why certain people reacted a certain way, but at the same time, he helped them out for so long, I don't understand. I don't know. But, uh, Kogias is, like, the best. If you like it's kind of like magic mm. and what he does uh he can look at somebody and give them a command and they do it and it's like mm. a one-time mind thing, control basically and they don't even know that they did it so if he looks at i don't know pretend he looked at the queen of england sure he looked at the queen of england and said start world war three she would start world war three <laughs> does it have is it a vague command like that though or does he have to be specific uh and I'm assuming it has to be in the realistic limits of what they're able to do as a person. That that a little bit can be debated. And I think we can probably talk more in depth about that when you watch it. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I remember one part where he gave somebody command and that was the complete opposite of the said character. And the said character did everything they could to fight against that. And mm. they, they lost. They they did exactly what he said. 
Yeah, but what I mean is that is like he probably can't say like run across the run across the world like in ten seconds. You know what I mean? Like he can't do something that's unrealistic. He probably could, because he would give. So think of the Death Note, but it's not obviously on a death note. He can look at somebody and say, I want you to do this, this, and this, and then kill yourself. And they yeah. would do all of that and kill themselves. But the thing about the death note, though, is that they couldn't, you know, they couldn't fly from America to Tokyo in two seconds because it's not, like, actually possible. Yeah. No, so you're I saying know. that that limitation is not there for Code Geass? I don't remember. I don't <laughs> think there was, but like I said, I have, haven't been able to I wasn't prepared for this podcast, okay? So I was <laughs> yeah. able to rewatch. This. Sorry, no, <laughs> you're fine. good. Um, I really recommend. It. Okay. It's a really good show, and you actually fall for like you understand where the main villain comes from. You understand where you know it's like an uh, anti-hero. You understand where that person's coming from, right? Yeah. You're kind of cheering them on too, even though you know maybe the method they're doing isn't the best and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that's basically all I know I can spell. <laughs> it sounds interesting. I'll have to add it to my recommendations. Uh, we haven't talked about Black Butler. No, we haven't. More <laughs> Attack on Titan. Okay. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna say this. So, just for the viewers' sake, I'm gonna save a few animes for when, like, for a later episode. So, if we don't get into something um, that it's probably a both of us haven't seen it, or um, B we're we saving it for like a yeah we forgot, or C we're <laughs> saving it for a later date because I think what I'm gonna do is on another episode to where Sabrina um, just can't make it. Uh, I'm going to invite probably you and my sister, particularly I'm thinking about doing this for attack on Titan. Uh, After it finishes, we'll just do like an entire analysis of everything and go over like, and just sort of review it. Uh, Oh, I almost forgot one though. hmm. The the one I was hunting earlier that I finally found. Go into it. It's called Cheeky. And how did I bump into this? I don't remember. And I didn't even know the title of it. I think I had autoplay on. And I think it was one of those, like, free anime, um, you know, shows that I can watch and blah, blah, blah. Me going into it, I didn't know what it was. And just it turning into, like, a horror movie type thing. Oh, my God. I loved it but it actually did a little bit freak me out Hmm. (laughs) and um i think what freaked me out was the so madison knows this i'm not a huge fan of zombies yeah oh okay time out minecraft zombies i'm fine with and i have actually started the words trying to watch the walking dead um i think what really scares me is the zombies that world war z Mm, kind of like they, they can actually kind of think and they can run yeah. super fast and they don't care who's in their way type thing i know most zombies don't but i'm saying like it's the fast ones. faster and smarter ones um that are decaying and sometimes the decaying is the creepy part but in this anime it's half zombie half vampire and um basically it starts off as like you know you're in this village and stuff and you learn all about the characters and blah 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 and you start kind of getting connections well i think a group moves in and from what my memory is uh when the group moved in 
you never know, I don't think, who they are. Like, you never really see them until, like, close to the end. Well, after they moved in and after a couple days, it's like a sickness kind of goes over the town. And you, like, even the doctors don't know what's going on. And I th- I think later, maybe the government got involved. But like I said, I haven't seen it in three years, so I don't fully remember. But it goes down fast once it starts. And it, it creepy. <laughs> One of the yeah. characters in there are super creepy. <laughs> yeah, and they... um just to explain like Kaylee is the gore person like she we we went to see Deadpool 2 together just to give you an idea oh, yeah. um and the part where he like falls off of the balcony yeah. and like <laughs> his arms just his body like the arms like bend the opposite way or the wrong way she burst out laughing at that scene she yeah. was so like she loves gore so hearing her say like that horrified her i'm like oh god i'm scared like okay come on i'll give you a better example when i was watching game of thrones with my like my dad and i would watch game of thrones we love that type of stuff we would watch lord of the rings together you know blah 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 when we watch game of thrones i laughed at the red wedding oh my god because i thought it was hilarious to me one i that is Okay, one, I saw it kind of coming. And two, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know how to explain why it's funny without actually, like, sitting down watching it with you. So I can pause it and explain why I think it's funny. But right now, I was like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> but that, hmm. like I said, it creeped me out so much. I remember it three years later. And I didn't even know what the show was called. That's oh kind of how creepy it was. Watch me rewatch it and not think it was that creepy. But at that moment, yeah. like I said, me going into it, not even knowing what it was, that was creepy. <laughs> I'll trust your opinion and I'll add it to my anime yeah. list to watch. If any horror fans, I definitely recommend that one. But like I said, I haven't seen it in three years, so don't be disappointed. It's not, it's going to be good, though. I'm telling you. I need it's gonna to be good. watch that. I think I got close to the end of the... F- I think there's only one season. At that time, there was only one season. I got close to the end of that, but I never finished it. I think that's also why I remembered it, because I never was able to figure out the ending. Yeah. And then I couldn't find it, but now I did. And I'll probably forget it dinner time. Moving on, I think I'm going to cut down our list a little, if that's okay. No, we can just Um, probably post the rest of it later. Yeah, because we're running out of a little bit of time. I did want to mention V-Stars, though, before we <laughs> wrap this up. Um, that's very mature. <laughs> yeah, V-Stars, when you told me to watch V-Stars, mm-hmm. right, I went and I scrolled to the, what is it called? The thing that shows you the thumbnail oh, technically. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? I forgot the word for it, but I, I scrolled over to that and saw that, and I was like, this is is this furries? Like, is this a furry anime? I was so concerned and embarrassed, but I was like, Kaylee recommended it to me, so I have to watch it. Um, and it's good. Like, I, you have to get over the furry part of it, because it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of yeah, weird. No. So when I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that. But when I clicked on it, like you said, I didn't even. 
I thought of Zootopia, but like really dark. Oh yeah, it's that's the best way to describe it, I think. But if you haven't seen it, it's it's really good, and I do. I'm gonna get into the problems with it, but if you haven't seen it, it's basically a society to where like predators are seen as these very dangerous creatures and they're trying to like live in harmony with with prey um and it follows this wolf by the name of Le- legoshi yeah so he um he's in high school and he's sort of in like the drama club and there's this whole thing to where one of his friends got killed by a predator um or so we assume that they got killed by a predator they haven't really revealed that to us yet but so he's trying to deal with the fact that he's like this dangerous sort of character and that, you know, everyone thinks that he's going to snap or that um, they just have something against like predators. Right. And so he sort of falls in love in a way with a with is it Haru? It's Haru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Haru. Um, and she's like this like very small rabbit that's kind of like. In a way, I don't want to say like the school slut because no, I don't want to slut shame, but like she sleeps around a I lot. I think she even called herself that. I don't remember, but I think she did call herself that. Um, like, yeah, kind of towards the middle of the series, if I'm remembering correctly. But, um, but yeah, she was. Um, they kind of basically kind of made it realistic, which was, uh, you know, rabbits kind of have like a lot of little rabbits, so they're trying to just to say like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know what you're trying to say. Like, they're, um, a lot of the rabbits in that world are, like, very small and are seen as docile. So I think in a lot of ways, like, Haru is trying to compensate for that. Like, she's trying to be like, I don't need you to save me. And she wants to be, like, her own strong sort of yeah. independent person that other people don't see as, like, this very something that th- that needs to be taken care of. And so they are throughout, like, B stars, both Haru and Legoshi are trying to, I guess, like get over the predator prey dynamic. And then in the background, you have is it Louis or is it Rui? Because I can never tell the way that they pronounce it. I know you're talking about. Like I said, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> so I don't, you're fine. Is, this is a last minute episode just to give you guys some clarity. Yeah, but um, it's Louis. Okay. okay, it's the it's the deer. Yeah, I loved him because he's like this, uh, he's kind of like the jock of the school. He's like the popular prep kid of the school that has a lot of like potential and works really hard. I loved his character and where they took him. I hated it. I hated it so much because I'm like, he had so much potential to be so good. And then they turned him into like this sort of assassin like character out of nowhere. I was like, where, how does this, what? He kind of became a douche too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, he was always in. He was kind of an asshole at the beginning because he's like more so even to his. Were they still boyfriend girlfriend at that time or no? They. I think they had a thing. I don't think they were ever officially dating. But okay, okay. I couldn't remember if they were or not. Yeah, they were just buddies. I think. We're talking about Haru and Louis. But I was so mad where they took his character because he could have. They could have done it to where. I don't know. I just it's. I uh, I, I feel like I need to wait. Didn't you also ship but, him with Lego? 
Legoshi. <laughs> yes, because the sexual tension in Beastars between those two, I literally was sitting there like, is this gay? I was like, are they gay? Like, are they going to do that? Because, like, they have the scene where Louis in his office, right? And he, like, grabs Legoshi oh, by yeah. the throat and, like, pins him against the wall. And I was like, I think they're gay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And I ship it because I'm like, wow, they have so much intense chemistry. Uh, but no, they. I, she's laughing at me, but I was so confused because I was like, are they really going to be a thing? That would have been cool. I'm laughing because I think I thought the same thing too. Yeah, and like they have that scene too where Legoshi is like watching Louis perform oh, yeah. or he's watching him practice from like the lights. And I was like, I think this man has a crush on Louie. And I was, like, trying to figure out what's going on there. And then they settled for, like, the whole, like, straight dynamic. And I don't mind, like, the dynamic between Haru and Legoshi. But mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, they don't have as much chemistry as Louie and Legoshi <laughs> She was disappointed. Do. She's not mad. A she little. A little. Yeah, a little so bit. I thought. When they showed Haru with the deer, I was like, is this going to be a threesome? What the hell is going on? I thought that too. I was like, is this going to be polygamous? Because they're animals. Like, like my brain can. Like like I said earlier, this utopia is really messing with my brain. (laughs) So, but I'm giving you a warning. This is MA. When I clicked on it, I didn't know that. And, ooh, boy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was. The adult themes in that, I was really surprised by. And I, re- I remember asking you, like, can I watch this around <laughs> around other people? Because what happens with that? Okay, they, I need to mention like this. No, but, I don't remember. Yeah, you told me no. And you said that about Food Wars, too, which we'll what? get into. But, like, I have, a ten- I have a game with my brother called Anime Out of Context. And an example of this would be I was watching Tokyo Ghoul, right? And Tokyo Ghoul, if you don't know what that is, is he's basically uh, an accident happens and he's slowly like turning into like this half human, half ghoul like creature. And so a lot of what ghouls do is they go out and they eat like humans and stuff and they need that Mm -hmm. to survive. And so Kaneki, who's the main character was starting to turn into a ghoul and he was like, I want to eat flesh and having like a whole mental breakdown. And my brother walks in at that time and he's like, what the f are you watching? Oh, and I was like, Tokyo Ghoul? I was like, it's anime. And he's done that so many times. He he came in when Light was having oh, his whole like no. mental breakdown with the Death Note. And um, thinks you I was like, like weird shows and <laughs> Yeah, he thinks I he, he that's his introduction to anime, but my sister Mackenzie got him into Attack on Titan. So I think that's amazing. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I had to ask you, like, is this okay to watch around mm-hmm. other people? Because like, the adult themes were pretty insane. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, not safe for work show. <laughs> it's not. You saying Tokyo Ghoul kind of reminded me of this show, which is probably weird. But remind me of, uh, you haven't seen it yet. And I don't know if it's considered an anime or I think this is considered an anime, um, but it's like a different type of style. It's like a style I haven't seen before, and I loved it. I loved it. 
is definitely not a safe for work show, but I loved it. <laughs> um, it's called The Devil May Cry or like Devil Man I've Cry. I don't know it. if it's Devil Man yeah. Cry or Devil May Cry. Um, but that show is so good. Um, there were so many twists that even I, I didn't see coming. Like there was, um, one twist that actually had me bawling at the end of it. And I don't, I don't usually cry. I'll tell you this. I don't usually cry, but that show made me cry, (laughs) especially towards the end. My God. Um, but the graphics are phenomenal. Um, I'm sorry. At this point, the Wi-Fi issues kind of cut out, and I don't think I could salvage that part of the audio. But what Kaylee was saying here is that she really enjoyed the progression of the story as well as the buildup of the characters. And she stated the only thing that she would change is more content from them. That's how much I loved it. Um, wow. I've got to add that to my list. Oh, yeah. I won't lie. There probably are a couple things I probably could have nitpicked at, too. Um, but it's been, I probably watched it, I think last semester, like halfway through. So in like probably in October, I, like I rewatched it in October. So I don't remember fully, but I remember the twists. Like I can remember those specific scenes vividly, but obviously it has devils within it. You know, devils basically come to earth, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of goes from there. I don't want to talk about too much because of the twists. So I can't say anything. All I can say is watch it. It's on my list. It better be. I might even watch it I, with you. I, I probably would watch that again. That's how good that was. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stop talking about it for like a week. Um, I'm suggesting it to my dad. My dad and I are huge anime and manga fans. Flat out. Yeah, my my mom does not know anything about anime to the point where um what were we watching um we were watching some show and it got a little bit like sexual and it was some anime i can't remember what it was and she was like isn't this for children and i was like she's like these are cartoons and i was like i literally sat there like mom no you no no I told her this is anime. It's it's mostly for it can be for kids, but it's mostly for yeah. adults. And she looked like she didn't believe me. Oh, there's there's a lot of anime there that aren't for kids. Yeah, looking at you, hentai. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, there's also another. I'll probably give it to you to give as like you know the list that I'll send you later. But there was another show that yeah. I can't remember the name of, um, but I loved it when I watched it, and. Yeah, there were a few uh, pics in there, <laughs> but like it was oh. so kind of <laughs> made me understand a little bit more of the Japanese culture, where they're not as uh, sensor-wise with certain parts of the body. Like they're they're not as sensitive to those type of topics per se, and they really had yeah. high school students build a parade float. And modeled after one of the students. Oh, places. you told me about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't remember the show right now for the life of me, but I love that show. In the beginning, they had like some sort of, I don't know if it was Capture the Flag or Tag or something like that. And it was like a full out war between two, like, I don't know if it was two schools or like, 
like different grades, but it was awesome. I loved it. It was like a completely strategic thing to where even the news was covering it. But that show was awesome. But yeah, um, they even had during the festival where they had uh, mushrooms on a stick and heart pipe lollipops on a stick and usually the <laughs> the guys would eat the heart ones and the girls would eat the mushroom ones. So, of course, you know, anime, they would sexualize that too. So. <laughs> uh, the, oh the most funniest thing was one of the girls, without thinking, like, without thinking, she, you know, they sexualize her kind of eating the mushroom lollipop and then she bites the tip off, like, in a harsh way. And all the guys around quickly cringe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And like I said, I don't think she was even aware of that, too. Um, I can't remember yeah. if she was or not. If she was, that's even better. But <laughs> I just remember that part, too. But there's so many good animes out there that I'm probably not even mentioning some other ones. There's a lot that we could talk about. So, Kaylee, this is not the Uh-oh. last of her. But <laughs> I assume he's not the you last of you. Run. <laughs> but we're probably going to cut this episode. Uh, I don't know if this is a bit brief, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if not, then I say is this you rant on the comments, please, and say that Kaylee sent you. Okay, and make sure you yeah. give her a big insult. All right. Uh, you heard it here, folks. And also at the end, I want you to state which anime you like, and then insult her again. <laughs> yeah oh insult me i thought you meant insult yourself no, you. um wow uh <laughs> all right so um yeah we're gonna cut this episode short uh we'll probably this isn't the last you're gonna hear about anime we'll probably have more and more episodes about that but yeah uh follow follow us not us as in me and kaylee but me and sabrina <laughs> How long have we been waiting for? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> On Fangirl Files. Um, do it. If you don't follow... do it, you're not a true weeaboo. Yes. 100%. <laughs> um, follow me at Wolf Silhouettes. Follow Sabrina at um, Sabrina Canoon. Keynoun. She always pronounces it if she watches this episode. That's a treat for her. Um, and Kaylee, do you want to do your socials too, or do you still want to? The, I don't go uh, on social hermit. media that much. I have a Facebook I never use. I have an Insta only to stalk her with. So, oh. hey, I told you yesterday that I like. <laughs> you expecting something different? No, I I, I post I post a lot of safe stuff on my uh-huh. story. Like I feel like I post a lot of stupid. <laughs> but this is gonna get cut out. Um, never mind. Whatever. What are we doing? Get the f- out oh. of here. Get the f- out of I'm this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Deciding who controls the music, avoiding potholes, remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with Auto Owners Insurance, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. 
Auto Owners works with independent agents who live in your community and answer when you call so you can get back to more important things, like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Ask your independent agent if Auto Owners makes sense for you. Hey guys, I'm Serafina, and thanks for listening to SGP Radio. Stream our podcast and more across SGP Radio platforms, including the Brandon Gerald Productions app for iOS and Android. Or you can visit www.bgpllcapp.com. Stream, download, listen, like, Share, subscribe, repost, binge, and enjoy this podcast and so much others like Not Your Token Black Girl, Working Gals Guide, Black Girl Storytime, Juice Pro Wrestling, Black Guy Wrestling, and Podcasts About Nothing. We have so much more on our stations. Tell it for her noir and wrestling fans including sgp radio originals and our blogs enjoy support for this episode has been provided by ratio keto friendly crunchy bars if counting macros makes your head spin count instead on a snack by ratio they've done the math for you so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. As a small business owner, you're redefining business as usual. From rethinking the way you work to reassessing your bandwidth, you're changing the way you do business. And at Cox Business, so are we. With flexible internet packages to get you back to business. Rethink, reconnect, reimagine. Get 50 megs of internet for only $70 per month for six months. No annual contract required. Ends 12-31-20 restrictions apply. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business General Terms.